Climate and sustainability. Good afternoon to you, Kevin James. Are you good? Yeah, it's very good, Ernest. All good. Very hot in the Cape. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're down there as well. It's a hype of activity. You've got the mining in there, your State of the Nation address uh, getting underway tomorrow, yeah? Staying far away from all of that. Uh, yeah, no dull moment there for sure. All right. Uh, on matters regarding uh, climate change, sustainability, I see Professor uh, Stephen Hawkins, uh, the highly acclaimed physicist and uh, cosmologist, has provided some interesting insights on human advancements in science and technology, uh, the threat this poses to our existence as humans and uh, possible solutions as well. Please share. Yeah, so uh, when Hawking speaks, we need to listen. This is the man that has proclaimed that we are just an advanced breed of monkeys on a minor planet of a very average star. Hmm. But we can understand the universe, and that makes us something very special. I, I, I don't know if I agree with the last, but I'm not sure how special we are, but besides the point. Now, Professor Hawking has reiterated that humanity's future is in peril. With nuclear war, global warming, and genetically modified viruses being serious threats to our existence on this planet, and asserts that the need for our species to colonize other planets to ensure our survival. He reckons we are in a very tentative time right now, as the probability of a disaster to the planet Earth in any given year may still be relatively quite low, but the accumulation adds up over time and will become a near certainty within the next 1,000 to 10,000 years, which we've got to consider we're going to be around for, given how long we've been on the planet. He also asserts that by that time we would have spread out into space and colonized other planets and stars, so disaster on Earth would not mean our demise or our end. He does caution us, however, that it is unlikely that we will establish self-sustaining space colonies over the next century. That's despised Elon Musk, I suppose, and SpaceX. So we need to be very careful during this time to ensure that we do not experience a disaster, as with nowhere else to go, this could signal uh, the next mass extinction. So while it may seem counterproductive for this great scientist to decry scientific progress as humanity's most existential threat, this is not, however, this is not new and he has done this many times before for example last year he and a thousand uh, uh, um, artificial intelligence experts they signed an open letter about the weaponization of robots Mm. and the ongoing military artificial intelligence arms race among the world's military powers his other big beef with humanity is aimed at really the ruling elite's tendency to act in favor of short-term profits without consideration for the longer-term consequences which is basically front and central to the sustainability conundrum we face and talk of all the time so Stephen Hawking is now 74 years old can you believe it and was given a two years t- um, to live about 53 years ago when he was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. What a full and accomplished life this man has had, and we're very grateful to have had him around. No, we certainly are, uh, uh, Kevin. Now, the body shop founded by the late uh, environmental activist Anita Rodick is innovating again, uh, this time with a reusable uh, plastic packaging made from air pollution. Sounds rather interesting. Yeah, so actually, Ernest, we've covered this technology before, so we're just giving a progress uh, update here. Uh, Dell Computers, if you recall, uh, we're mm-hmm. producing mm-hmm. laptop plastic sleeves from a plastic product called Air Carbon, which effectively harvests greenhouse gases from the air to produce plastic polymers. And, well, it seems they're getting more traction now, and this time with the Body Shop, who are aiming to use this technology to help them achieve one of their new goals of reducing the company's use of plastics made from oil by 70% by 2020. So, and part of this is to replace the fossil fuel-based plastic contain- containers for their popular 
body butters with plastic from greenhouse gas emissions, more specifically methane emissions, which eliminates, which if eliminated is even more significant given that methane is about 23 times more uh, impactful negatively on global warming than CO2s. Now, New Light Technology is the company that has come up with this wonderfully innovative technology, and they're harvesting this methane from farms and natural gas refineries, and they put those gases into 50-foot reactors where enzymes absorb the carbon and the oxygen and rearrange the particles into solid plastic which is then shaped into these uh, um, body rub containers. So we have discussed ad nauseum, Ernest, about the multiple negative impacts of plastic pollution in our seas and land. So the question for Body Shop is what happens to the plastic after its use. So their strategy around this is to incentivize their customers to return the tubs when they're done and need more product. And, you know, well, both of these companies really need to be commended. New life for the innovation. And Body Shop has been working hard over the last two years to reinstate the legacy of Leighton Eaterotic, who created this whole concept of retail with a conscience, including only products sourced from developing world ecological farmers, together with massive anti-animal cruelty awareness. This new plastic product embraces the circular economy thinking and is being hailed as the reinstatement of Anita Roddick's philosophy. So all in all, very, very good news for human species innovation. All right, we'll leave it on a good note for a change, Kevin James. We'll chat again next Wednesday. <laughs> Take care to you and the team, mate. All right, Bye-bye. fantastic. Kevin James, regular guest here on the Drive Time Experience from GCX Africa.